Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Jimmy, when he sees the video game comes out and has to apologize to us all. I just, I apologize for that. I'm sorry. Yeah. The video game that's not going to happen. College football, football fans, when they see the video game released. <laughs> Might be a legit reaction. Uh, Donnie says, that's the sound Frost made when the patio door broke. <laughs> uh, Donnie. <laughs> John writes. Donnie Rail. Yes, that's yeah. what I sounded like the first time I had sex. Uh, I was alone. <laughs> yeah. And again, it just went by way too fast. I just, I apologize for that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Appreciate the, the apologies. Uh, yeah, continue to send in the noises that, uh, or where that noise fits <laughs> you. By the way, uh, Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens, tight end, who's been out for a couple months now, right? Go yeah. back to November. Thank you, uh, He was a full participant in today's practice. Uh, Texans fans, when they heard that news. <laughs> of course, that game is coming up Saturday. I love, by the way, I love, and I'm not the first one to make this reference, um, so I'm not st- trying to steal anyone's jokes, that they are always... In the Saturday 3.30 time slot. The Texans could play in the Super Bowl, and they'd be like, you know, we got to move that to Saturday at 3.30. It just fits the Texans' vibe. Which is so perfect. It's because if it's so bad for so long, then mm-hmm. people are like, ah, they don't care about this game. Like, They're people, boring. Nobody people cares. People want to watch C.J. Stroud. They Give do. us C.J. Stroud. They do indeed. So that will be the uh, Saturday game. Again, a reminder, go to 1620thezone.com today, and be sure to get your picks in for the four games this weekend. Straight up. And uh, you could win five hundred dollars. Sean writes, "Stop, Sean." <laughs> Sean, Sean. I just I apologize for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sean. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, not on the docket today. Who do you think is on the biggest upset alert for in... the divisional round? Ooh. Because it kind of feels like it should come up all chalk this weekend. But yeah, as we, we know, that, yeah, as we, we know, that, that doesn't happen all Point spreads this weekend. Ravens minus nine and a half, 49ers minus nine and a half, Lions minus six and a half, Bills minus two and a half. So, I mean, if you just, if you want to go chalk and say, I want to look at the shortest spread, the Chiefs over the Bills would obviously be the most likely pick. Um, I'm picking the Chiefs over the Bills. That's actually, because I went through 1620thezone.com, I did my pick them today. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the lone upset that I picked. I liked the 49ers, I liked the Lions, I liked the Ravens. I will throw this at you, though. Um... The Lions secondary can be had, and Mike Evans is good. So is Trey Palmer, but Mike Evans, he dropped some passes in that game on Monday, and so what ended up being a blowout regardless, where every time uh, the the Bucs dropped back to pass, the Eagles secondary was all... (laughs) It could have been worse. It could have been worse for him, and so... Well, even that that last touchdown to Evans, like he had to come back for it. And that probably could have been picked up, but yeah. So he's just six four. I would say maybe the Lions should be on upset alert more than anybody else. Yeah. If if we agree that like Bills Chiefs is is essentially a coin flip, and you know this game is going to go down to the wire, so then I'm, you're trying to look for a big big longer or a longer shot. That would be the one. Who do you think? Well, and I, I was I was leaning towards the Bucks Lions too because we talk about how old that Bucks defense is. Well, with 
age comes a lot of experience mm-hmm. too, and that's there's still a lot of Super Bowl experience on that defense. We talked about Levante David, yeah. and maybe the best instincts to this day of any linebacker in the NFL. There was the play, I think it was right before, I think it was right before the safety where I don't remember who had the ball for the Eagles. Maybe it was Swift, kind of cut back. And normally in that situation, I know what the linebacker is going to do, and they're going to take a bad angle, and they're going to miss a tackle, and the guy's going to go for a few yards. And he, he just closed on it. He read it, and and yeah, still has the speed, still has the instincts, and absolutely made a play. I remember being in in Ann Arbor when they played Michigan. I was there too. Were you? Okay. Oh yeah, bad. T- you know what I did uh, when Michigan scored another touchdown? <laughs> yeah, that was my reaction every time Michigan with Denard Robinson just decided to run the ball. He, he had that break around around the right side of the offensive line and just got past Levante David, and he hawked him down. I could not believe it, and I went. How was this guy fourth on the depth chart yeah. at the beginning of the season? Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was uh, pretty frustrating when he first got to Nebraska. Uh, speaking of Nebraska, the offseason to this point. So we have mentioned it quite a few times that... Did you hear we got Dylan Rayola? Well, Dylan Rayola arrived. That is certainly a positive. Um, but the other thing um, is that we don't know exactly what's going to happen with the quarterback room moving forward, right? right. So like, I have, I have some theories. I have some thoughts on it. Um, but a lot of the other questions have been answered. The wide receiver room has been fortified. The running back room has been fortified. Maybe is too strong of a word positively, but for they the have, wide receivers, they have had, no for the running back room. Okay. They've added a running back. Um, they added someone on the offensive line, and what they added two guys on the defensive line. We know about Glenn Thomas. Yeah, the linebacker, yeah. um, which has not been announced officially, but Glenn Thomas coming to Nebraska from the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, and so like that's kind of where everything is at. On top of Dylan Raiola and and the rest of the the class that was signed uh, last month. So I, I just wanted to think about this from a grading perspective of there were questions, question for you, there were questions with various position rooms, there were questions with the coaching staff, they needed to improve some things, how do we think that they have done so far? So I'll ask you that question. How do you think that they have done so far? I give them a B plus. I, I, I don't quite I think that's a good grade. I don't quite give them an A just because we haven't seen what it looks like, and I know that in this practice you don't get that luxury. Uh, but we don't know how Glenn Thomas is going to fit in. The Dana Holgerson thing is still sitting out there. Obviously, um, I, I you've gotten some really nice receivers that I think are going to work well with what you're trying to do. But I don't, Mr. Banks. I don't think you've gotten anybody that's that goes. Wow, we we got Dylan Raiola and at the same level of excitement as, as a five star. That's a great point. Is that you know they they got a Dowdell right who was a uh, highly ranked four star running back who has a little college but he experience break to the ceiling in Oregon correct what but I mean so that it's I a, say, it, it was hard to do I'm that's not, what I'm I would not, say I'm not downplaying but. but but so like they got a highly ranked guy but you're right in terms of these transfers I think they've added nice pieces but they yeah. haven't added that like whoa that guy is the Dylan Raiola of the transfer portal or anywhere right. near that they have again fortified I think is the word that I would use for these various positions they have fortified them to a degree. But you're right. They didn't add. They didn't add one of those kind of bona fide like dudes. And there's no alongside refer- a rail. There's no reference point for what it's going to look like next year either. Because what we saw a year ago, you'll never say it. Like Nebraska is probably never going to run the option again. Like yeah. at any point. Yeah. And they're definitely not doing that with Dylan Royal. So no. it, it, it's so. And that, that was kind of what they fell back on last year when they didn't have anything else. Hey, we've got to run the option because we've seen how dangerous that Jalen Lloyd could be on this G belly pass. And we, if we set him up to get him past the defense, it can be a difference maker. You're gonna have three or four of those options next year, and and uh, obviously when you, when you talk about unlo- unleashing Thomas Fedoni and him having another year healthy, hopefully, yeah, and, and, and getting to his full potential, and then uh, you you add uh, Carter Nelson to the equation, and he's still gonna be a freshman. There's there's just so many unknowns uh, 
do Malachi Coleman and, and, and Jalen Lloyd look like the same guys with a Dylan Royal throwing the ball, and how much different can they look? Yeah, essentially the question is how much better can they be since they're going to have a quarterback who can throw the ball? Yeah, and what is it going to look like? And then what does that do to the running game as well? You know, right. like the thing that the fun thing that I like to think about is, hey, you have this quarterback that the defenses have to respect um, in the pass game. How much can that open the run game? I, I don't know exactly, Jimmy, where you kind of left the season on the offensive line. I thought the offensive line was a better group than they had been uh, in previous years. I thought that they were much improved. They were certainly not like the problem. You lead yeah. games. I never wanted to start with the offensive line because they, I never needed to start with the offensive line. And I honestly got to a point towards the end of the season, if I was hosting bigger at overreaction, and someone would call in and be like, the offensive line's bad. Like, are you even watching the games? Right. You, you're going off of past narratives because the conversation, in my opinion, should not be about the offensive Sorry, line. Sorry, so that was the Illinois game from last year that you were watching today. <laughs> and so um, so if you have a quarterback that the defense has to respect, how can that open up the running game? How can that open up the receivers that you just mentioned? Um, and, and the two guys that they added, they added Nair, um, who comes from Texas, who comes By from way of Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. And then you have a guy coming from Wake Forest, and, and that's Mr. Banks. And he has... Uh, played a lot in the last two years, and yeah. he has actual production. Eleven hundred yards. Yeah, that he's actually bringing with. Whereas Nair, the production. If you're looking at the production, it's all the way back at, the, at Wyoming, right? Because he hurt, he hurt his foot, I believe. Right? Don't remember for sure. Before but, before the season, yeah. at, at Texas, and before and, that, he only had what one catch, right? Like the last couple of years, yeah. it's one catch. I think for. 14, 15 yards. It's not yeah, a whole lot. And, and I know everybody was really excited about Dante Dowdell and, and just looking at him and obviously. Oh, are you about to pour some water on no, it? No, no, I, I, I just. Jimmy. No, I, I, I just, I apologize. I apologize. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm yep, sorry. Yep. Uh, do I scream like that? Should <laughs> I? No, I, I just, I just thought the biggest get was Jamal Banks. I thought he was the guy. 100%. That, that I thought, but there were so many people. Like, I heard Sip talk about it. I heard, I heard Shave talk about Dowdell and the need to get him and how, how much the coaching staff was talking about needing to add that big body running back. But I, I was just like, well, you know. Dylan Rowe needs somebody to throw the ball to. But, Jimmy, <laughs> it can be both, right? Like they, right, but I, just mean, I mean the most important game. For me, I thought it was Jamal. Well, and, and it's funny because that was a discussion that I was having with whether it was John and I having it, friends and I having it, whatever it was. I asked that question a lot. Hey, what would you rather have, a wide receiver or a running back? And so your answer was a receiver yeah. versus a, a high-level productive Correct. receiver. Yeah, and that, like, that, that was the assumption, right? If, you could, if all things are equal and whatever the equivalent of a Banks is – would you rather have the him, or would you rather have the running back version of him? Now, I don't. Both were obviously very important. Correct, and so I think it it, it doesn't really. I don't think, know if it says anything about you as a as a fan or as a watcher of football. If you're like, I'd rather have the receiver. I'd rather have the running back. I think maybe it just is like that's what I maybe value. Or I I, I guess the thing that I would say is it says how you view that room. Yeah, because I like that room a lot. The, the receiver room the, or the, the running, running back? back. Yeah. See, now that that's yeah. where we disagree then because I don't. I don't like the running back room. I think it is. It's because their inability to stay healthy? Yeah, it's way too reliant. We're talking okay. about these guys that it's like, oh, yeah, and then you'll plug this guy in and this guy in and this guy in. And it's like, are they going to play? You know, are they yeah. going to finish the season? Like, I think that we are. Um, Were you not pleasantly surprised by Emmett Johnson? I was. Okay. I was pleasantly surprised by him, but I don't like it when, when the, we talk about the running back room and it's like, yeah, and Ramirez coming back and Gabe's coming back and this guy. It's like, yeah. Putting Are that, they? Yeah. Putting <laughs> yeah. that yeah. type of pressure, if you will, certainly reliance on guys who have been hurt at various points over the last multiple seasons now, mm. that's where I go. I just, I'm personally not going to rely on that anymore because yeah. I need to see it more often. And that's why I, li- I do like Dowdell because the reason he didn't play is because he was in a really good running back room and, and one of the freshman. best co- schools in the country. Yeah. Exactly. And so I'm, I'm not going to view him as. You know, like, oh, he only had X amount of carries. Like, he was at Oregon. You know, if he if at he Oregon. was – let's pretend that he was at Nebraska last year and he had that production and then he was going into the portal to go somewhere else. 
Then I would say much different story. Woof. You yeah. couldn't you can do more than that at Nebraska. And you know, at, looking at his profile from twenty four seven sports, compositely ranked, he was in the top two hundred. He was a four star. He was the ninth ranked running back overall, and he was the fourth ranked hey, player coming out of Mississippi. House. Exactly. Yeah. Six two two fifteen. So um, you know, I I. I'm kind of expecting something from. from I get, him. I get why people were excited, but I'm talking about from a necessity standpoint. That's I, I was like, well, we got to get a guy that doesn't look like Billy Kemp. That, mm-hmm. And no offense to Billy Kemp, but you need a guy that can go out and get a 40 yard pass. Yeah. And if your quarterback can throw it 72 yards, 100, a guy that could run underneath the ball and catch it. And for the record, I think the answer to these guys uh, or to this is, of course, both. Both positions needed to be fortified. Yeah, I'm not and upset I'm not, that we got both of them. Yeah, and I'm not gonna much. I'm not gonna cast aspersions on you for saying I'd rather have the wide receiver than the running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't bother me whatsoever for you to say because I, while I like the receiver room, it is very beyond the new guys. Well, even I'd say beyond the new guy. Uh, it's very unproven. It's a lot of young players that. I think got forced into the lineup because of injuries and including and Isaiah Nair. Yeah. And that's like fun and exciting because, you know, whether it's Malachi, whether it's Lloyd, like they got experience that a lot of people didn't know if they'd even have right. last season. They didn't think they would. Yeah. And so I like that about them. And then, you know, the thing that I then start thinking about or get excited for is, okay, what happens when you go through a year in the weight room? You go through a year of, again, learning the offense and whatever the offense is now going to turn into because, you know, for anyone to pretend that last year was anything what it was supposed to be, anything near what it was supposed to be. It the was. fact that they almost won six games is yes. incredible. And so now not, the offense... Not, not even including what they were taking over, but the amount of injuries, to your point, yeah, exactly. that they overcame to win five games is yeah. incredible. And so now the offense will move into an area of what it is actually supposed to look like. Um, huh. And by the way, I just said uh, Nebraska has not announced anything officially. Nick, could you please give us a sports flash? Sports flash. Time for an unsportsmanlike conduct sports flash update. Sports flash. From the Sports Flash Sports Desk. Just announced by Nebraska's athletic department, Glenn Thomas, coming to Nebraska's coaching staff. Surprise, surprise, surprise. He will serve as co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, according to the release at Huskers.com. Sports flash. Uh, served as an assistant, helping the Steelers to the AFC playoffs. Sports flash. Couple of quotes in here. One of them's going to be from Matt Rule, the other from Mr. Thomas. Sports flash. Well, let's start with the one from Matt Rule. Sports flash. You know, Matt, Matt Rule. He's the head coach. Sports flash. Glenn Thomas has a history of success throughout his coaching career, and I look forward to him being a part of the Nebraska football program. Glenn has proven to be an elite developer of quarterbacks, and his background at both the collegiate and NFL levels is a great addition to our coaching staff. Glenn Thomas, his statement, I am honored for the opportunity to join a tradition-rich football program at the University of Nebraska. I've been fortunate to work for Coach Rule in the past and appreciate the chance to join him and his outstanding staff at Nebraska. I can't wait to get to Lincoln and go to work with the Husker offense. So there you go. The co-OC thing's a little surprising. I could see out of the corner of my eye a little, whoa, co-OC from Mr. Glenn Thomas. Did not see that coming. Mm. How come? Just, I mean, it it was just talked about as a quarterback's coach, and everything that we read was quarterback's coach, quarterback's coach. I think that's going to be incredibly helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, ha- having a tie, and obviously when Adrian Martinez fills into my show, he talks about, you know, it was always a benefit for me when I had my offensive coordinator also be my quarterback's coach because there's no middleman, and I-, I think that helps sure up language and helping with the development of, of quarterbacks learning this new, uh, Dylan Royal learning this new system. 
uh, at a much faster pace, having his offensive coordinator also be his quarterback's coach. Bigly writes, what happened to Dana, LOL? Uh, look, I still think he's going to be a part of the I coaching staff. I just think he's going to be an analyst. I think he's going to be a part of the coaching staff, and you know, this news does not change that. Um, we will find out when we find out, but if it's going to happen, I, I've heard that it's going to happen within the next couple of weeks, so uh, we'll keep an eye yeah, out I'll, for it. I'll be surprised if it doesn't. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out for Dana Holgerson uh, as well. But yeah, Glenn Thomas, and now that news is official there, and so it's you know this is great because it continues our conversation. So we just talked a lot about uh, grading things from a personnel uh, perspective on the field. So now what do you think about this from a personnel uh, perspective off the field? So as of this time, I, I guess I should actually reopen the statement there. I don't believe it said anything about Josh Martin in there as well, I scroll. It, it, and everybody was reporting that he's moving back to the analyst Correct. Role. I'm yeah. just wondering if it, if it was finally Officially official. Announced. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, that wasn't in there. This is all just about uh, Glenn Thomas joining the program. So as of now, what we know is Glenn Thomas is in, co-OC and quarterbacks coach. Josh Martin is moving down. Satterfield is going to coach the tight ends. Uh, otherwise, the coaching staff is still intact from the end of the season to today. Right. The only thing that has happened is Josh Martin in this edition. And you guys um, like you had guys like EJ Barthol tw- tweeting out that they're going to be out on the road yeah. today, and I know a lot of people had question marks about him. I was him. just going to bring him up. Um, and then, of course, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff as well. So you fold all that in, and B-plus is kind of where you're at with, with what they've yeah, been able yeah. to do. Yeah, and, and listen, if they get Dana Holgerson, I think I'd be willing to bump it up to an A, because I think even as an, in an analyst role, I think he, he brings you – uh, up that big of a level just having another person in that room that has been in a head coaching role and and, and uh can help matt rule be a, a, like more aware of what his surroundings and, and help him balance the workload of a head coach that just goes so far i think b plus is a really good grade i i do i think that they have you know they, they've plugged some holes they've added some players um their their roster you know look is it perfect of course not um but you got the the biggest piece and that is quarterback and so you got that and then after that then it's just about plugging in a few more. You know, I am certainly looking, of course, and I will be to see what happens with them and the quarterback room. And will they add more depth there? And I think the, it, the, the rest of the offseason conversation, I guess it does start, too, with Dana. And, and okay, what does the staff look like? You mentioned the Barthel stuff that had been kind of floating out there in the ether. So what happens there? And then what happens with the quarterback room? Otherwise, I would venture to guess that they are probably done. In terms of adding players, yeah, I, I don't think really so think that there's going to be anything else unless, I mean, I guess unless there's like a, a tackle or something that just comes available and would love to join your what program. What happens in Alabama, too, yeah. if, you, if you feel like you have an ability to get a guy that could be a, proven a piece. starter in Tuscaloosa. Correct. Then, yeah. So, but but other than that happening, I think that the roster is, is pretty much done. Uh, let's keep an eye on the quarterback situation. And uh, What's your gut say? You think, and, you think they add a piece? In the quarterback room? Yeah. Yes. I, I would be very surprised. Now, I... I you know, and we don't have time for it right now because we have to get to Mitch Holtis. I do understand that, you know, adding a general player is easier said than done in terms of, like, I'm not going to be bothered, Jimmy, if they add a quarterback to the roster that is like a Chubba Purdy equivalent to when they added him. Right. And by that, I mean a guy who didn't play a whole lot Chubba. and, you know, is a literal body. That's the thing I care about, though. I just want another body in the room. I'm not expecting them to add... You know, a player another five-star guy, yeah, yeah, and certainly not even like a Casey Thompson type, like you know, because I think that was the dream. Oh, it's going to be Casey. That would have been cool. Kyle McCord, obviously, that would have been really cool. Fantastic. Yeah, Um, I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting that. So, like, if they add a player who has never played or has played very limited, um, I would hope that people aren't like, this isn't what I wanted in the quarterback room. Like, we all know who the starter's going to be. Yeah, and he's a true freshman. It's not going to be a Kyle McCord level guy if it's anybody for sure. Correct. So it's going to be a uh, a whole lot harder. 
Uh, Mike writes, I guess I don't understand why people are excited about this guy. The quarterbacks in Pittsburgh uh, are woeful. Um, that's fair, but he was a lower-level offensive assistant, and yeah. he you know, has coached with Matt Rule in the past. People are excited because there's a quarterback's coach now, and that was not Satterfield's forte. That's yeah. why people are excited. Yeah, and if, if, you, if you want a jumping-off point or, or a reference point, Look at look at Charlie Brewer at Baylor, who he was directly Correct. involved with, and look at his numbers and expect more of that than Kenny Pickett. Yeah. So uh, there you go. The news coming down. Thank you to Nebraska for announcing it during this segment in particular. Very nice of them. That was very what if we would have been timing. like we could have been playing this drop, <laughs> and then it would have been like Glenn Thomas. By the way, speaking of that drop, Mina writes in that hockey audio is annoyingly loud and getting a little overplayed. To that, Mina, I say, I just I apologize for that. I'm sorry. Dude. Actually, no, I don't. <laughs> you see what Jed said? Oh, what did Jed say? John Bishop when he looks at Bart. John Bishop when he, oh when he looks at uh, Bart. <laughs> oh yeah, and then it's like hey. Creighton is number one on Bart. Oh my God! As <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, Jimmy disappeared again. Yeah, I don't. It's this camera. I don't know what's happening. All right, when we return, Mitch Holtz will stop by. We'll talk about the Chiefs' win in frigid conditions over Miami, as well as their divisional matchup versus Buffalo. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Patrick Mahomes playing in a true road game. What for the first time in his playoff career? That and more when we return here on sixteen twenty the zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.